But Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, verse number one, it says, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. If the trees fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. How many glad your Bible's direct tonight? Where the tree falls, that's where it is. Amen. Verse number four, and he that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that was with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for this evening. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Lord, we ask you, Lord, tonight that you just help us, God, to glean from the word of God tonight, Lord, just to take down the truths, Lord, and Lord, apply them in our everyday life. Lord, I'm thankful tonight, Lord, to have a biblical understanding not of what giving really is, Lord. And I'm thankful tonight, Lord, that I can give with a cheerful heart, God, and a cheerful spirit. And God, I can give knowing, Lord, that it is going to something far greater, God, than I could even imagine tonight, Lord. And we just ask you tonight as we continue to pray, God, for our faith promise giving. God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you just help us, Lord, to find the, the mind and the will of God tonight concerning that, Lord. And God, you bless it, and God, you use it for your glory, Lord, and I know tonight, Lord, there's some different circumstances, God, and different things going on in different people's lives concerning giving. God, some have come to me. Lord, please, God, would you work in their heart tonight? Let them know this isn't about them. And God, I'm not just trying to rail against them tonight. Lord, I understand, God, where they're coming from. Lord, and I ask you, Lord, tonight that you just work in our hearts. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So tonight, we're going to talk about this thought of giving tonight and I've heard a lot of preaching on the subject of giving in my short Christian life. And it kind of falls into two categories, right? There is the extortion method of giving. And then there was an explanation to the, the method of giving and the, the scriptural reality of giving. And a lot of the extortion method of giving is, is preached from this mindset that God is a mob boss. And if you don't do your giving exactly right, and if you don't do it exactly how it needs to be done, God's be waiting out of them back doors tonight. He's going to beat out of you whatever you don't give to him. They'd say things like this. Well, listen, either you're going to give your tithe or God's going to get your tithe. And he said, either you give it or God will flatten all four of your tires. And why I struggled with it was because I was given my tithe. And all three of my tires went flat at the same time. I thought, I'm giving, Lord. What have I done wrong? And tonight, I, I, I stand, and, I, and, and tithing and giving and, and, and offerings became a fearful thing to me. Right? I, 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 I knew the Bible said that God loves a cheerful giver, but I, I don't know what, how you can cheerfully, out of fearfulness, and those two go together, and out of fear, because if I don't do this right, God's going to be mad at me. And I remember hearing a preacher say, God don't need your money. God is the God of all the universe. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills and the hills thereof. He's got plenty of money. And then I remember a preacher coming in and explaining and, or listening to a preacher and him explaining biblical giving and I'd never heard it put like that before. I'd never heard it explained like that before. And can I say tonight, thanks be to God, the explanation has gone a lot further than the extortion has. See, extortion it aims for a settlement. Lord, here it is. I'm just trying to appease you. Right? I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to keep you off my back, Lord. I don't want my tires to go flat. I don't want my roof to cave in. 
The Lord had a fear. I'm giving that so you don't do that to me. That makes us like every other religion in the world, right? Right? You study the different religions, you've got to sacrifice your children to appease the gods because you don't want them mad at you. And when we turn giving into that same, that same mindset, we're putting God on the same level as those false gods. But when real biblical giving was explained to me, and it was shown to me, how God allows you and I to give. And when we give, we, we allow God to work in that specific area of our life. We see his faithfulness on display. We see his, his grace and his power magnified in our life when we know that we ought not to be able to survive on 90% or even 85%, whatever you want to, you break down the percentages of your tithe and your, your missions tonight, and you sit down, and you, but yet you watch God take care of you and God provide for your needs. Here's the thing. When it was explained to me, my giving grew. Right? I realized I could trust God with more. And I could trust God with more. And I'm not giving him more because I'm afraid he's going to tear my house in half if I don't. I'm giving him more because I know he can take care of me. I know he can uh, help me to get through. Now tonight, we're going to deal with some excuses as to why some people don't give. But I believe tonight with a good biblical explanation a lot of these excuses can be dealt with. And so now I didn't come to be hard tonight, but if these are what we're clinging to, I think a good biblical ex, uh, 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 explanation tonight can help me and you to say, you know what, that's no longer going to be my excuse. I'm going to give. I'm going to give. And I'm not preaching at somebody who's never thought of these. I've thought of these myself and struggle with some of them in my own Christian life. But I'm going to give you four common excuses to giving. Number one, the results aren't always immediate. The results aren't always immediate. Now, we've heard all the stories, giving stories, haven't we? Somebody who come in and they've got their last $100 bill and they put it in the offering plate and they walk outside and the helicopter lands in the front of the churchyard and out walks Donald Trump and he gives you $1,000, right? We've heard those stories and no doubt, thank God, they're true. But there are times that that might not happen, right? You faithfully give your tithe. And nobody comes knocking on your door from Publisher Clearance House. There are no envelopes in your mailbox for 10 times what you gave. And I think one of the things we have to realize tonight is that no matter what we give, whether it's our tithe, whether it's our offering, whether it's our missions giving, we have to realize tonight that we are not giving any of that for a monetary return. That it's never crossed our mind. If I give this, then God is going to give me exponential amount back because I gave this. We realize tonight that the, the essence of our giving tonight is not for a temporal return. It is not for a, 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 a something in this life to be given back to me, so to speak. Anytime we give, we need to give with, in light of eternity. That I am giving because there is an eternal reward tied to giving. Our giving is not a temporal investment alone but an eternal one with the eternal taking precedent over the temporal. See, in biblical days, verse number one, cast thy bread upon the water, and ye find it after many days. They understood that because anything and everything in biblical days took a long time. There wasn't just going to the store, buying dinner, popping it in the microwave, 
in having dinner that night. Dinner began at morning time as they prepared and got all that stuff together. And so anything in Bible days took a lot of time so these people would understood that when it comes to giving to God, we are looking at the long term and not the short term. In essence, tonight, what we gave to Brother Ben, yes, it helped with a short-term need to get him in that building, to get him where they could get that church started and all of that, but really, we're looking for the long-term. I'm looking forward to getting to heaven one day, and there being an Albanian who 20 years from now, because they were able to get in that church, and Brother Ben stayed faithful, and God used them. 20 years from now, a young Albanian man got saved. Right, we gotta live and give in light of eternity tonight. And so when you give and there is no immediate wonderful story to share, your testimony be like this. Preacher, I gave my tithe and my missions and then I went to work. <laughs> I clipped coupons and I went to the grocery store and complained about inflation. Can I say tonight we don't give so we can get something back because we know tonight even if there is no temporal reward, if there is no exchanging, so to speak, we know there is heavenly recognition. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter number 10, and whosoever give a drink to one of these little ones, uh, a cup of water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. And so tonight, if, one of the reasons why you don't give is because I don't ever see any immediate results, preacher. <laughs> I gave and my 401k crashed. I gave and gas prices went up. I gave, and things got more expensive. We don't give to get something in return. We give because we're looking for a heavenly reward this evening. So notice number one, first, you see, I just can't, or let's see, where's my, there it is. The results are not always, that's okay, but the results will always be heavenly. They'll always be eternal. Let me ask you now, are you willing to let a temporal reward keep you from an eternal one tonight. Notice number two, some people don't give and here's their excuse, I already give enough. I already give enough. Look at verse number two. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. What does that mean? You've already gave it through one to six. If you're giving a portion to seven and a portion to eight tonight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Now giving is a real personal thing. Tonight, I, I can't tell you what to give and the amount to give because that's between you and the Lord. I, 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 can't, I can't fix that problem. I don't know what you make on an hourly basis. I don't know any of that tonight. It's between you and the Lord. But how do you really know if you've given enough or that you've given more than enough? Here's how we typically measure this, right? We compare it to those around us. But we also don't know what the person next to us actually gives. And so we, with our, 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 our I'm trying to think of the word this evening, and I can't think of it, but we and ourselves, we sit back and we judge one another. Well, I mean, see what they drive, see what they wear. They probably give a lot. And, I mean, I might not give as much as them, but I definitely give more than them over there. And so if I'm giving more than them and I'm maybe not near where they are, I've, I've, I've done enough, right? But here's the thing. We are making our judgment calls on assumptions, right? I remember listening to a man one time stand up in a service 
and bragged about how much he had given and how much he had, he had invested, how much he had done. And I remember counting and going back with Miss Claudia and learning all that and found out he is just talking. And boy, that did, it just didn't sit right with me. Right? And, 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 and you know, it's one of those like, man, if he's giving all that, then I've got to give more than him. But we can actually, tonight, well, how, how do you and I actually know we've given enough? We've done what the Lord told us to do. We've done what the Lord has told us to do. And so tonight as you've been praying, maybe the Lord has been putting a, a higher number in your heart, a higher amount in your heart, and you're saying, but Lord, I'm, I'm already doing enough. I'm already giving more than probably half the church, Lord. And he's going to say, well, enough is only enough if you've done what I've told you to do. Can we actually give enough in comparison to what the Lord has given us? Hey, give me a dollar amount for salvation tonight. How much would you pay to no longer be saved? That way you think, if I had this much money, preacher, I lost my salvation, I'd be fine. We know tonight that there is no dollar amount that, 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 that relates to salvation tonight. It's the greatest gift we've ever been given. And so if the Lord is dealing with your heart to give more, don't tell him, Lord, I give enough. He's trying to say, hey, listen, there's another area in your life that I can show myself faithful to you. I, I can show myself real to you if you'll just trust me. So we see here tonight that sometimes we say I've already given enough. <laughs> Verse number two, he said, not just a few, but to eight. That's a lot of people. I mean, I feel like it was one of those, the Duggar kids or something, got eight, give to eight, right? One, two, maybe, eight. But then he says, why? Look what he says in verse number two. For thou knowest not what the evil shall be upon the earth. In essence, here, what is being said is, hey, give a portion to seven, eight, because you have it. Right? You have the ability to do so, and you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know if you'll be able to give come the next day. So you need to give as the Lord is leading. The Christian life, yes, we, 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 we pursue for the eternal. Right? We, we, we strive for heavenly rewards, but the Christian life is lived today. You can't go back and live it yesterday. And you can look forward to tomorrow... But that don't help you today. You got to live the Christian life today. And so we see here tonight, if God is dealing with us to give more or to start giving, we ought not to tell him, Lord, I already do enough. Are you just going to settle for enough? Or you seek to do all that the Lord wants you to do? Reason number three, excuse number three tonight. I'm not sure about the future, preacher. I'd love to give, preacher, and I'd love to be involved, but you know, our world's going crazy. Our world ain't been sane since Adam sinned. Amen. It's been falling apart since then. But preacher, I'm worried about the future. Well, go read your Bible. You don't have to be worried about it no more. We know how this thing ends tonight. Now, I'm not saying go be crazy. I'm not saying go empty out your bank accounts and just go run down the streets and give it to everybody. Amen. The Bible does teach to save. The Bible does teach to be a wise steward, a, a financial mind when it comes to our money. I have no issue with savings accounts. I have no issues with retirement funds. I have no issues with life insurance. As a matter of fact, I have all three of those. Because I can turn you, we can take the Proverbs chapter number six where God says, look at the ant who in the times of 
plenty, the times of summer, takes a little bit by little bit and little bit and lays it up for the winter months. Now, I doubt that's a biblical teaching. Because, yes, I think you ought to have an emergency fund. Yes, I think you ought to have some stuff stashed to the side just in case something happens. But it's when that which we don't know begins to control us, we say, all right, Lord, I can't give no more. I can't do anything else. The thoughts of, of verses uh, three and four tonight talks about the clouds before the rain, they empty themselves, trees fall. Look at verse number four. And he observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. They let something that is uncertain keep them from doing what they were supposed to do. The one, the one who went out to sow, he said, whoa, you feel that little easterly breeze right there? That's going to scatter my seed everywhere. I'm going to put it back up. So he gets to the next day. Oh, no, now there's a west wind. I can't sow my seed. I can't go out and do what needs to be done. And if we're not careful, and then the other one who, who looks at the clouds, oh, I can't go reap. What if it starts raining? Don't you see the clouds? As T.R. would say, those are rain clouds. We can't go out there and do that. How many have ever had plans that you put on hold because you thought it was fixing to rain and it didn't and you wanted to find the weatherman <laughs> and tell him what you thought? But so many times in our Christian life, we know what God desires out of us. We say, but Lord, have you seen the economy lately? Lord, have you seen these things that are going on in our world? And so if we allow, I can't give because what if? What if? What if? What if? And if we're not careful, we'll allow the uncertainty to stop us from even starting. If the Lord is dealing with you today about giving, don't let tomorrow keep you from obeying the Lord today. The uncertainty of what the future may or may not hold. Let me ask you now, what determines whether or not you give? Right conditions or right heart? The conditions have to be just right in order for you to give or can you just give because that's what the Lord's telling you to do. He's giving a verse. He's, he's put it deep down in your heart. You know that's what he wants you to do. Excuse number one is the results aren't always immediate. Excuse number two, I'm all, I've already given enough. Excuse number three, I'm not sure about the future. And here's where I lived a lot of my Christian life. Number four, I just can't figure it out. I just can't figure it out. Look at verse number five. And as thou knowest not what is in the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Can I say that? There's a lot of things in life I don't completely understand, yet I still use. <laughs> you brought me all the parts to a car from scratch and said, all right, build it, and you can have it. I just look at you. I don't know how all that goes together. <laughs> Airplanes. I understand the physics behind it. You got to get the speed over the drag and to get the lift. I understand all that tonight, but I don't know how to run one of them things. Yet I got in one and flew 5,000 miles across the ocean. Even my cell phone, I don't have it on me, even my cell phone. <laughs> I can't explain to you how that thing works. I understand when I make a phone call, there's a signal that goes to the satellite that comes back down to whoever else. I don't know how all that works, yet I still use it. Right, I, I, don't, I don't let the fact I can't figure it out completely not let me stop from using it. And sometimes we don't give because we can't figure it out on paper. We, we can't budget it in, so to speak. It doesn't make sense to our, our, our weekly, monthly, yearly budgets of our life. Can I say tonight, my budget makes no sense 
as soon as you add giving in. It barely makes sense without the giving. And you put giving in it, it makes absolutely no sense. None whatsoever. Like, to the point where we should be in financial ruin tonight. Or in debt to our eyeballs trying to stay afloat tonight. But we're neither of those. My family's in neither of those. My, my family, <laughs> we've just learned that God has never seen the righteous forsaken nor begging for bread. Right? We, we've learned that God will take care of us. And God will provide those needs for it. I can't explain it to you tonight. I can hand you my budget and you, you, you take it to the, next, the best financial advice you have. And they'll say, what's wrong with these people? They're headed for ruin. And I'll just raise my hand and say, I'm blessed. <laughs> God's been good to me. God has taken care of us. God has provided for us. And if he'll do that for me, he'll do that for anybody. Right? I'm no, nothing special. God didn't say, all right, you're a pastor. All right, you're just gonna, you're gonna have no problems anymore. Amen? No, I learned that before I was even a pastor, that if I just give, as God leads and God's direct, God will take care. God will never lead you somewhere that he will not provide for you. He will not take care of you. <laughs> kind of like having kids, right? Me and Miss Becky got married and we enjoyed our married life for a couple of years and we finally decided and we moved to somewhere safer. And we finally decided, you know what? It's, it's time to have kids. <laughs> I still remember she was pregnant with Miss Raylan and Miss Becky was reading all the books, what to expect when you're expecting, all that good stuff. She was reading all of it. And I was playing video games. And then I got to the hospital and realized, oh, no, I've got to take this kid home. <laughs> they are expecting me to be a parent to this child. And I realized, I don't have no idea what I'm doing. Right, we took her home, and we made it through, and, and <laughs> some rough nights and rough days, and, and I thank the Lord for it, and I, I still don't have everything figured out about kids, but she got up in age, like four. And me and Ms. Becky say, you know what? It's time for another one. We don't have anything figured out. And here comes TR, right? You would think that since they're, you know, they're, they're, they're of the same bloodline, they'd be and act the same. They're completely different. And I still don't have anything figured out. I don't have it all <laughs> understanding tonight. And then something said, let's have another one. And now we're at the point where it's in the Lord's hands, amen? <laughs> Whatever the Lord wants, that's what we'll take. But notice here tonight, if I, barely, if, if I, if I, if I merely went off what, what, I, what I knew and what I understood completely, I probably wouldn't have any kids tonight. And when it comes to giving, may I encourage you, you may not be able to explain it down on paper, but those that I know and in my own personal life, that which the Lord has put in my heart to do, when I obeyed him, He's taking care of us. He's taking care. He's met the need there, and he's met the need here. Just like it is with our church. I want to praise the Lord. That check we sent off to Brother Ben, do you know all that money's been put back into the bank account now? We're back to where we started at. I thank the Lord for that. Amen. That's, that's, that's what giving is. Right? You, really, you, ever, you can't outgive God. And so as the Lord leads you, make sure that you don't meet his leading with an excuse but rather with an obedient response. Yes, Lord, I'll trust you. I'll trust you, Lord, you can take care of me. Are you willing to trust the Lord even when you can't figure it out all the way? When God deals with your heart about giving, is he gonna get what he desires 
or is he just going to get an excuse tonight? That's all standing out, every head bowed, every eye closed. Close in a word of prayer tonight.